As you're grabbing a seat, uh, there are, there are uh, Bibles on the window seals. If, seals? I don't know how to say that word. Um, you can feel free to grab one of those if you need one. Uh, if you have a Bible or an app or whatever, go to the book of Romans and um, find your way toward Romans chapter 3. As you're doing that, how's school? Yeah. Where, where, uh, okay, so how many of you started like today? Yeah, all right, so you're the lucky ones. How many of y'all started earlier this week? Yeah, there's some more. And then the others of you have like already been there like six months, it feels like, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, have, you, have, you, have you made some new friends or at least you've like made some new enemies or something? Like you've, yeah, you're like, totally that second one, bro. Yeah. Have you learned a couple of names? Probably somebody sitting next to you is different because you're taking some different stuff or whatever. Um, have you gotten them categorized yet? Not Britain. We don't. We, Britain. I don't do that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't categorize. Yes, you do. All right, you're a liar. Like, <laughs> you get. Have you got them all? Have you, have you sorted out who these new people are? If, they, if they're like what we call like good kids or bad kids, who they decided, you know, you've you've put them in their little box. You kind of got them all sorted out. All right. No, don't 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 act like you. We do this. I mean, everybody does. Everybody's got these kind of got some categories, and you put some people in some categories, and and you know it's based on different stuff. Usually it's based on their attitude, their behavior, whatever, and you kind of like try to start figuring that out. You've kind of been trained to do this your whole life. You know, like when you were a kindergartner, like my kindergartner like went to school for the second time today because he was sick his second and third day of school already. So he's 50% sick already, you know, but he, he went. And so like kindergartners, you know, they're trained. Like they're, they come home and their parents are like, hey, tell me about your friends. The kid's like, well, this kid, like, chunks rocks at the teacher or whatever. I'm like, that kid's a bad kid. You don't talk to that kid. Like, like you're trained to him. Like, and this, this other kid, you know, sweet Mary or whatever. Mary, like, just shares her string cheese with everybody. And uh, that makes her a good kid, right? So, it's like, the, like, from an early age, you have these boxes that you put people in. You've got, like, you've got the, like, good people and you've got the bad people. you got, like, bad, right? And there's good. That's going to confuse me. I have to swap this. This needs to be here. I don't know why. <laughs> it just does, okay? But you, you gotta, so we have the, you get like the good ones and, and the bad ones. And when you're little, it's, it's kind of it's that simple, right? And it's, there's people that chunk rocks at, at their friends and pushed you on the slide when you were five. They're, they're bad. And then the people that are nice to you and like, you know, want to talk to you about whatever your thing is, like, they, like they, they're, they're good. It's just very black and white. But then you get a little bit older, right? And it's not quite that clear. And now all of a sudden there's, there's, there's all this nuance to who people are. Where are my new ninth graders at? Where, if, you're, if, you're, if you just started ninth grade, like, okay, that weird slice of, that's cool how you all like stuck together, man. Way to, way to, way to be, right? You know? Um, you, get to, you get up to high school, right? And like there's, there's, there's more nuance to this, system, right? In middle school, you just hated everyone. And then, um, <laughs> why are we all miserable? Yeah, I get it, okay? Um, but you get, like, you start to grow, and there's, there's got to be some variance in this, and so you start trying to like, put this together. It's not as clear cut. But, but you know, we, you, you can still do a pretty good job, and, and most of you end up kind of developing a spectrum that you will put people on. Kind of you know, develop a spectrum in, in your mind, whether you 
intend to or not. You just sort of do. We have this spectrum that you kind of place all these people on, and these are like the best people, and these are like the worst people. Like, like they might like burn your house down if they come over and hang out with you, okay? Like there, there's like the whole spectrum of, of people. And really, you kind of stand in the middle. But in your, in your mind, you kind of stand over here toward the awesome side, right? But there's people that are like good enough like, their, their behavior matches up with you. Their values match up with you. Their morality matches up with you. They match up with you. And they're, like, good enough. And then there's, like, great past that. And then everybody below that point, they're, they're like, not good enough. Okay? They, they've got some stuff. Maybe their life's a little messy. And, and, and we kind of we end up kind of shying away from the not good enough and towards the good enough. And so the boxes change titles. And you go from good to good enough. And you go from bad uh, to just not good enough, right? And there's people in your life, like if you just roll through the index of people that you know, if you, if you know 500 names, you could, you could probably put them in, in some of those boxes. A lot of them will be in the good enough box, and there's going to be a few that are in the not good enough box because you've got a spectrum. And then when you do this, you, you find yourself in this position where you are the, um, you are the judge, Right? Like, you're, you're the one who sits between the two boxes, and you're determining where these people stand in relation to you and, and the way that you're valuing them and the way that you, you interpret their morality and their behavior and their actions and their successes and their failures. You are the one who is um, weighing all of that and then making some sort of category. And it really, it doesn't really become too big of an issue until you start considering eternity. When you start considering where people stand before God and, and, and how their, like, their choices, their life, their identity, who they are, stands in relation to the, the, the God of the universe. Whether you believe, um, well, really, regardless of what you believe about God, but like most of our culture has this idea of a God existing. Even if they would say that this God isn't really knowable, they're, they're, yeah, there's probably some sort of higher whatever, right? It's not, the, it's not the way that Christians believe in God, but there's still, like, something there. And they end up saying things that, just, that don't make a lot of sense when it comes to these categories. Because what I hear from the world, I heard it last week. Like, I hear this phrase that people will say, they'll, they'll, this kind of, when it comes to the end of days, when it comes to weighing where you stand before God, they'll say something like this. Have you ever heard this before? I just think, that at the, end of, at the end of our days, you know, that like those of us who are good people, like we're just going to get to spend forever together in heaven. I just think that's the way it's going to work, man. Like I just think the good people are going are gonna to be together in heaven, you know, forever. And there's going to be some jerks that don't. But like <laughs> all the good people, they're all going to make the cut. You heard that? Do you believe that? Because it gets, it gets hard. Because like, 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 think about this. Let's think about this. Like, like, if you're a Christian in the room and you're already like you're kind of kind of recoiling at that, what would you say when you hear that? Let's think about the logic of what we're what we're saying in that. I think in the end, if you've tried to be a good person, we're all going to end up in heaven together. Think about the logic. What's good? What's, what's good enough? 
if there's a, if there's a spectrum and the good people are going to somehow like make the cut by this God that we're not really sure how to define. But there's a, there is some sort of measure, apparently, and, and the good enough people are going to make it and the not good enough people are not going to make it. What qualifies you to be in the good enough box? What qualifies you to be in the not good enough box? Like what behaviors? What, how, how bad can you mess up and still be in the good enough box? Well, let me ask you this. What if, what if you were in the not good enough box, and then like you got to live another 30 years, and you became just an incredible human being, but 30 years ago you were in the not good enough box, and then you got nicer? Is that, does the niceness somehow like erase the not niceness? Like, like how, What's good enough? If this, is the way, if this is the way eternity works, that the good enough people make the cut and the not good enough people don't, you got to have some hard questions. What qualifies you as bad enough? What would someone have to do to make that? And, 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 and in this entire system, like, who, who is the judge of all people's eternity in, in this worldview? If, if, you're, if you're looking at me and you, actually, and you believe this, and some of you do, a lot of you in the room probably do, because like our, our world believes this is the way it works. Our world that says, yeah, there is a God that exists, and there's kind of probably some rules, but you know, the good enough people, the good people, they're going go to spend eternity in heaven. And the, you know, some, like Hitler, you know, he can't come. But everybody, you know... And if, if that's the case, and that's, that's your worldview, who is the judge of all humanity? You. Because when you were five years old on a playground, you decided well, who was good and who was bad based off who threw rocks at you and who shared string cheese with you. And then when you're 16 years old, you get to judge humanity off who's good enough to spend eternity in heaven and who's, who's, who's not based off your judgment how judgy is that in a world that just screams don't judge me but all the good people get to go to heaven based off my judgment how judgy is that do you see the problem with this worldview <laughs> like how it splinters immediately that if all like if we're just all the all the you know if you just try hard if you're good enough based off my uh, standard that I came up with yesterday or just how I feel today or just whether I think you're cute. Like you get to, no, bro, what? Listen, if, 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 okay, so maybe at that point you stop me. I'm Britain, all right, so Britain, stop. I'm, I'm not the judge of all humanity. This God, whatever, whatever form he is, like this God, would, he has some kind, of, some kind of standard, all right? And so he's going to be the one who just knows and he's really loving, apparently, not really sure, but I think he's really loving, and um, he's gonna like he's just gonna if you're trying and you just gave it a good shot, man, and you tried try to do life well enough, you just tried to be nice, you just tried to be good, and you know you kind of mess up sometimes, you know you yelled at your mom once, but besides that, like you know you he's he's gonna he's, he's just gonna let you know it's the way it works. God's just gonna decide like all the good people are gonna make it, and then there's gonna be some people who aren't good enough, aka Hitler, and they you know and that's that's the way God's gonna do it. Well, you're close to right. If, you, if you're saying that this, this, this God has, like, if you're good enough, then you're close to right. It's not good enough, though it's perfect. 
So yeah, if you are absolutely holy and perfect, if you keep, if you keep the letter of God's law, if you, if you can be the exact imprint of his nature and live in accordance with every command that, that, that the holiness of God would, would, would demand, then yeah, 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 man, you're good. It's not good enough, it's just perfect. So yeah, yeah. But you're not perfect. So in God's economy, the way this works when the, in, according to the word of God, the way God works according to the word of God, not the word of you or the word of your culture, the way God works according to the word of God is that God does have a standard. And he himself is that standard. And if you fall short of that standard, you're in the not good enough box. Because Romans 3.23, Romans 3.23, right there in your scripture, like if you've got a copy of God's, God's word open, and you go to Romans 3.23, it says, for all, for all, you are a part of all, okay? I'm a part of all. For all have sinned. Sin meaning doing anything that, that, that transgresses God. Anything that breaks the heart of God. Anything ever, once. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. You and me. So when it says all, like what, what, the, what do we do with our boxes? Because we've been, we've been working on this economy where there's good enough and there's not good enough. And the good enough people go to heaven and the not good enough people don't. And the good enough box is really, really full and the not good enough box is really, really empty and it's like through like terrible world leaders, right? And, and <laughs> but what that just said is all. And so if, if, if God's word is right about the way that God works and what God's word says about the way it works is that all have fallen short. All. That there's not a single one of you or me who makes this box. Jesus made the box. He lived a perfect life. But you didn't. We don't have this box. We just have not good enough. What God's word has to say about the way God works is that, that every single one of us on our own would end up in that box. All four short. Me, you, that really nice person you know. All. This is one of the most insane things about our world to me is that the world, the world um, talks about Christians in a way that, that it, what, they, what they say about Christians is that, that uh, they, 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 they seem to think that Christians think they are holier or better or somehow more moral or something than, than people who aren't Christians. I think the world believes Christians think they're awesome um, or more awesomer than the rest of the world. But in, in reality, Christians are people who actually believe Romans 3.23, that they've fallen short of the glory of God. Christians are the people in the world who actually believe that they're in the not good enough box. Where everybody else puts themselves in the good enough box, Christians are the one who know that they live here. Who have come to the point that they've realized that their sin is so big, that they are such a mess, that on their own, they deserve to be in the not good enough box. They've seen the, the standard of God's word, that if you're not as holy as God, you're not good enough. They're like, well, I'm not. I'm a mess. It's the insane thing about the way culture sees Christians is that the way Christians actually are, like true Christians, I'm not saying like weirdos, like real Christians, know that they are such a mess that they're in the not good enough box. 
but they are nowhere near good enough. Christians know we, just, we don't make the cut. And if you're still thinking that you're good enough on your own, if you're still acting like believing that you're, if you're, you're good enough on your own, that you're going to be able to do enough stuff, you're going to, God's just somehow going to be okay. Like if you, I'm, I'm nice. I don't even sell drugs in the parking lot. Like I'm nice. Maybe I sell drugs in the parking lot, but I didn't like murder anybody. You know, like, come on, man. Like, what do you want from me? If you're still acting like you're going to be good enough to get in some good enough box, the box doesn't exist. The box doesn't exist. So what do you do? If all of us live there, what do you do? Look at the next verse. It says, all of sin and falls short of the glory of God. But in 24, it says this, and are justified. Like made just by his grace, by God's grace as a gift through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. All right, so all people are a mess. All people in the earth are not good enough box and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus. That's some really big words for really simple ideas. I want to break it down for you so you can grasp this, because if you live in the not good enough box, you need to have an answer for how to get out of it, all right? Like, if, if, if this is true, like, you need to understand verse 24, okay? So let's break it down. It says, it says first, it says that all of us can be justified. This is, a, this is like a legal term, all right? So imagine, imagine you're in a courtroom, and you've been accused of something, and if you are found to be innocent, then you are, you've been justified by that court. Like you're proven innocent, like you're, like, like you're let go. So how in the world can you be proven innocent when the verse before that just said that you're in the not good enough box? How can you be, how can you be proven clean? How can you be proven innocent if you live in the not good enough box? And so this, like so you, you're proven innocent. You're, you're made just before God by his grace. You know what grace is? Grace is a gift you don't deserve. So you're, you're, you're proven innocent by something you didn't deserve. And it says, as a gift. That's been offered to you as a gift. Like, there, like there's a gift that has been offered to you, and it is some kind of gift that can make you be proven innocent before God, even though you live in the box. There's a gift. And then it says this, that through the redemption, that's in Christ Jesus. So there's this gift that comes through Christ Jesus that makes you innocent, even though you live in the box. So this is, this is the way this works. Like if you're in this courtroom and, and you've, let's say God's the judge for once and, and not you. And so God's the judge and you're, you've been, you've been um, you, like you're, you're, you're on trial for your life. And basically God says, all right, have you ever done anything wrong ever? And you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, so how, how do you plead? You did to plead guilty, right? Because you have done something wrong ever. So you're guilty. You're guilty. You're not good enough. But then if you're, if, if you're a Christian, this is, this is the way this works. Like Christ has offered to stand up in your place and say, yeah, he's a mess. Yes, she's a mess. Yes, she's guilty. Like he's, he's absolutely guilty, okay? But, but I'm, I'm going to take their place. So you, you go sit back there with the chairs. Like, and, and Jesus like, just takes your place. Yeah, they were, they were guilty. I'm innocent because Jesus is perfect, and he's just going to take your place. That's the gift. He's offering to stand where you should be standing. 
So when Jesus, what Jesus did, when, when he leapt out of heaven, like left heaven to come here to die on a cross, that was him paying your price in advance. You weren't born yet. You couldn't ask him. You couldn't beg and plead him to. Because, so he went ahead and did it. He left out of heaven to come like rescue you because he loves you that much. And now he's offering to stand in your place. When you've been proven guilty, he, he offers to stand there and be your innocence for you so that you can be justified. So yeah, you've fallen short of the glory of God and you can be justified by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. There is no good enough box. There's just not good enough. That's my box. That's your box. That's your mama's box. Like we're all in, we're all in the same boat together. Like we're not good enough. So Jesus had to come do something. So here's the thing about Christians. Christians aren't the people who think they're holy and awesome and like, like that's not, no. Christians are the ones who know so well that they live in the not good enough box that, that they believe that they need a savior to rescue them. They, they've come to the point that they understand that I, they could not do this on their own. Christians understand how big of a mess they are. Christians have given up on the idea that they're going to be good enough to somehow sneak in the back door of heaven. It's not going to happen. There's no good enough box. So, I mean, when I, when I hear people say that, <laughs> that they think that all of us who good, live good lives are going to make it to heaven, I almost just want to, like, I almost want to respond. I just want to say, man, <laughs> I hope not. I hope, I, hope, I hope that's not the way it works. I hope it's not that. I hope that those of us who are good enough get to, get to spend eternity with God. I hope that's not the way it works because I'm absolutely not good enough. If only the people that are good enough get to spend eternity with, in, in, in heaven with the Lord, like, you're not going. And neither am I. And God knew that. So he sent his son to come and do what you couldn't do, to live a perfect life. And he's offered himself as a gift to get in front of all your sin, to be your innocence for you so that you can spend eternity. Not on, not on what you've done, but off, off what's he's, what he's done. Verse 24 says that you receive that, that by grace. This is the way this works. It, there is no, like, magic dance. There's not, like, something you, I mean, basically, or essentially, the way that, the way that you accept this gift is through faith. You just trust and believe. So maybe you came in the room tonight and, and like you don't trust and believe in Jesus. You've maybe heard about Jesus. Maybe you think this whole thing is a giant fairy tale. I get it. I used to too. But the reason we do Greenhouse, the reason that we come in here together, the reason that some of your friends maybe invited you to be here is because we've come to the point where we do trust and believe in the name of Jesus. We've come to the point where we realize we're not good enough and we needed a Savior to save us and like, without him, we have no hope. So when I prayed in the beginning of our service that God would help you take one step closer to him tonight, I don't mean every step. And if you want to take every step, like, that's awesome. But, like, like there's always going to be further to progress in your faith. But listen, if you came in here thinking this whole thing was a fairy tale, what I need you to hear is that if your worldview is that if you're good enough, you're going to make it into heaven, that worldview does not work. That worldview, that worldview makes you the judge of all humanity. That worldview creates a system that is based on your morality, no morality of any other metric whatsoever. You become God in that worldview, and it doesn't work. And so if your worldview doesn't work, you need a better worldview. 
And so what we've come to believe, the Christians in the room, what we've come to believe is that Jesus is a better worldview. We've come to trust and believe the fact that we needed a Savior and that Christ is that Savior. And if you trust on him, he will stand in your place. He will be your innocence for you. We've trusted our eternity to it. We've trusted our life to it. And we live differently because we're just living in a way to say thank you. So if you're here tonight and this whole thing is very new to you, then what I want you to know is that you're in a safe place where you can have questions answered, where you can, where you can raise concerns, where you can ask hard questions of your leaders or even the friends around you. They may not know all the answers, but they love you enough to try to help you figure it out. So if you walk up to a small group leader after Greenhouse tonight and they're like, hey, that whole Jesus thing, I just need you to know I think that's a giant fairy tale. But, if, but um, I've got a couple of questions about it. They're not going to, like, freak out and turn white out and like, pass out or something. like that. That's, that's fine. That's what we do. So I want you to know, however you came in here, however far from this you started, the Christians in the room and your leaders, they're here to answer questions for you. They're not going to shove anything down your throat. They're going to make you, like, do anything weird. They're not going to embarrass you. It's a safe place to ask questions. And if you're a Christian in the room tonight, I want to remind you of this, that there are... Um, probably hundreds of people whose names you know who think that is the way life and eternity works. That you just have to strive and strive and strive to be good enough against a measure that's always moving. Where there's no like consistency, there's no hope, there's no finality, there's no security to your eternity. You're just hoping that somehow you're going to, like, you know people who believe that. And if you know the truth, if you've come to know and follow Jesus, then there are people that need to know what you know. You're on a mission field. If you're a Christian in the room and you're, you're, you live here, right? Like, there are people in your world that need to know what you know. So my challenge to you, if you're, if you're a part of Greenhouse consistently and you're here, man, my, my challenge to you is to love people enough to say hi. Or that kid that sits next to you in math, like, say Hi. And they'll say hi back, hopefully, if it goes well, you know. <laughs> and say, hey, like, what's, what's your name? I'm Britton. Hopefully you can have a conversation with them, man. I think you can love people enough to say hi. I think that you can love people enough to say the name of Jesus in their presence and not freak out. I think tomorrow when you go to school, you can say the name of Jesus in the presence of some people that you don't know if they know him or not, and that just gives them this idea that that, that person's one of those. Yeah, he is. Yeah, she is. She's in the not good enough box. <laughs> I think you can love people enough to say hi. I think you can love people enough to say the name of Jesus. I think you can offer to love, to, I think you can love people enough to offer to pray for them on their hard days. So when a kid comes in and like they look like their world fell apart, like, hey man, you look you're having a hard time. Uh, do you mind if I prayed for you? And if they say no, okay, pray for them anyway. <laughs> like, not out loud, it'd be weird. But you know, like, if they're like, if they, yeah, I guess so. Just put a, friend, put a hand on a friend's shoulder and just say, whatever comes to your heart, just pray for them. I think you can love people enough to say hi. I think you can love people enough to say the name of Jesus out loud. And I think you can love people enough offer to pray for them. And I think if you're doing those things, you're well on your way to getting to share the hope and the joy and the faith that you have in Christ. Just start there. Let's be faithful in the small things and see what God does in the big things. Our band's going to come up and they're going to lead us in another song. And I just wanted you to have a time to think. I'm not only really asking anything of you. If you're a Christian in the room, I'm asking you for you to be 
missional in the way that you're approaching the world. But um, maybe right now, if you're, if, if you're a part of Greenhouse consistently, maybe you can roll through some of the faces that you saw today, some of the new people in your world, some of the people that have been in, a part of your atmosphere for a long time and you're not really sure where they stand. Can you love those people enough to say hi? Can you love them enough to say the name of Jesus in their presence? Can you love them enough to offer to pray for them on hard days? Can you love them enough to like bring them to be a part of your friend circle and kind of like bring them into your, your world a little bit tighter? Can you, can you love them enough to let them see the hope and the joy that you have and to explain to them where that comes from? That you've been set free from this whole rat race of good enough and not good enough and you're just okay being not good enough, but you've trusted that Jesus has paid your price. I know that might be a three, six month from now conversation, but could you start tomorrow? Could you start tomorrow with high? And if you're not a Christian in the room, um, I don't, I'm not asking anything of you. All I'm asking is, is for you just to be open. If your worldview's busted, um, we'd love to share ours with you. It's based on us being kind of trash and Jesus doing everything for us. Um, it's pretty simple. Ask the questions, lean in a little bit, come back, stay, and see what God does. I wanna pray for you. The band's gonna lead us. Father, um, I, uh, I and a lot of us are firmly believe that we are in the not good enough category and it is still astounding to me that you loved me um, enough to leap out of heaven for to die for so the Christians in the room Father we're thankful um, that you love us enough to save us to rescue us it's why we live, it's why we breathe, it's why we worship it's why we say hi so give us boldness this faith. And I'm, God, I, wanna, I also want to pray for the, those in the room who aren't Christians, who are really far from it, and, and are maybe even the ones who are on the, on the cusp. I, Father, I pray that you would give them boldness to lean in, to be open, to ask the questions. And I pray that by your Spirit, you would draw them to the truth. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Why don't you stand with us?
Man, I love that song. Um, I'm so thankful for these people that are in our band and those others of you that are in the band that own our sound and our lights and our tech stuff and all the things um, and media. Man, I'm so thankful for all you guys who are serving as this is our student ministry, making it happen. Um, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, we got some stuff to do, all right? So why don't you grab a seat right where you're at? Um, you guys can, you, 